A Way of Life in Barbados, Volume 2, is a cultural conversation which focuses on behavioral practices of global citizens. According to Britannica.com, I quote, Because of Barbados's long association with Britain, the culture of Barbados is probably more British than is that of any other Caribbean island though elements of the majority population have been prominent, end quote. Especially ancestors who occupied and descendants who still occupy space within the cultural precincts of Barbados. This conversation, A Way of Life in Barbados, Volume 2, was captured and framed in 19 chapters in ISBN 978-976-967-68-00 and verbalized in Podcast 125 and e-publication 236. In the scheme of things, through a historical lens, according to Britannica.com, I quote, Since independence, Cultural nationalism has been fostered as part of the process of nation-building." Contextually speaking, it should also be noted that Barbados is very British. It's sometimes referred to as Little England, though Little Britain might be better because the island also has strong Scottish roots. This heritage is evident in the area on the east coast called the Scottish District because of its similar mountainous landscape. Barbados is an island country in the southeastern Caribbean Sea situated about 100 miles or 160 kilometers east of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Roughly triangular in shape, the island measures some 20 miles or 32 kilometers from the northwest to southeast and about 15 miles 25 kilometers from east to west at its widest point. Now that I have put things in perspective as an author, cinematographer, media art specialist, licensed cultural practitioner, podcaster, and publisher, through my lens, I will analyze the positive theory, a way of life in Barbados, and the concept of culture, which has been debated in anthropological literature for at least two centuries and has acquired almost as many definitions as those trying to define it. That said, in this ambience, a way of life in Barbados seemingly comports itself like cultural heritage. In this sphere, Barbados cultural heritage is the legacy of tangible and intangible heritage assets of a group or society that is inherited from past generations. Not all legacies of past generations are heritage, though, but rather heritage is a product of selection by society. According to Wikipedia, Cultural heritage includes tangible culture, such as buildings, monuments, landscapes, 
books, works of art, and artifacts. Intangible culture, such as folklore, traditions, language and knowledge, and natural heritage, including culturally significant landscapes and biodiversity. End quote. In this genre, the said term is often used in connection with issues relating to the protection of indigenous intellectual property. For example, this theoretical expression, a way of life in Barbados, has to do with the ways of living developed by what we characterize as the Barbadian community, which was passed on from generation to generation but also, it constitutes customs, practices, places, objects, artistic expressions, values, cultural heritage, artifacts, trees, sunrise and sunset, birds, butterflies, flowers, sea, sand, building, moon, spiderweb, bees, a solar flare, and clouds. An artifact or artifact is a general term for an item made or given shape by humans, such as a tool or a work of art, especially an object of archaeological interests. In archaeology, the word has become a term of particular nuance and is defined as an object recovered by archaeological endeavor, which may be a cultural artifact having cultural interests. Artifact is the general term used in archaeology, while in museums the equivalent general term is normally object, and in art history perhaps artwork, or a more specific term such as carving. The same item may be called all or any of these in different contexts, and more specific terms will be used when talking about individual objects or groups of similar ones. Artifacts exist in many different forms and can sometimes be confused with ecofacts and features. All three of these can sometimes be found together at archaeological sites. They can also exist in different types of contexts depending on the process that have acted on them over time. A wide variety of analysis take place to analyze artifacts and provide information on them. However, the process of analyzing artifacts through scientific archaeology can be hindered by the looting and the collecting of artifacts which sparks ethical debate. Trees contribute to their environment by providing oxygen, improving air quality, climate amelioration, conserving water, preserving soil, and supporting wildlife. During the process of photosynthesis, trees take in carbon dioxide and produce the oxygen we breathe. 
According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, I quote, one acre of forest absorbs six tons of carbon dioxide and puts out four tons of oxygen. This is enough to meet the annual needs of 18 people, end quote. Trees, shrubs, and turf also filter air by removing dust and absorbing other pollutants like carbon monoxide, sulfur dioxide, and nitrogen dioxide. After trees intercept unhealthy particles, rain washes them to the ground. Trees control climate by moderating the effects of the sun, rain, and wind. Leaves absorb and filter the sun's radiant energy, keeping things cool in summer. Trees also preserve warmth by providing a screen from harsh wind. In addition to influencing wind speed and direction, they shield us from the downfall of rain, sleet, and hail. Trees also lower the air temperature and reduce the heat intensity of the greenhouse effect by maintaining low levels of carbon dioxide. Trees help clean the air we breathe, filter the water we drink, and provide habitat to over 80% of the world's biodiversity. Forests provide jobs to over 1.6 billion people, absorb harmful carbon from the atmosphere, and are key ingredients in one quarter of all medicines. The benefits birds bring us aren't just cultural. Birds play an essential role in the functioning of the world's ecosystems in a way that directly impacts human health, economy, and food production, as well as millions of other species. Here is how. When birds travel, they take the seeds they have eaten with them and disperse them through their droppings. They bring plants back to ecosystems that have been destroyed and even carry plants across the sea to new land masses. Birds have helped to shape the plant life we see around us and around the world. Birds inspire science, keep coral reefs alive, transform entire landscapes, spread seeds, they are nature's cleanup crew, pollinate plants, and they control pests. Butterflies and moths are intrinsically valuable and are worthy of conversation in their own right. They are also part of our natural heritage. Butterflies and moths are part of life on Earth and an important component of its rich biodiversity. The transformation from egg to caterpillar to acrylosis is one of the wonders of nature. Areas rich in butterflies and moths are rich in other invertebrates. They have been around for at least 15 million years or probably first evolved some 150 million years ago. Butterflies and moths are a highly diverse group comprising over 250,000 species and make up around one quarter of all named species. Butterflies are flagship species for conservation in general and in particular for invertebrates. Several hundreds of thousands of people garden for wildlife in the UK, many of them specifically 
for butterflies and moths. Thousands of people travel abroad each year looking for butterflies and moths. Ecotours bring valuable income to many European countries and developing countries around the world. For example, the Valley of the Butterflies in Rhodes and Mornar Rus in Mexico. At the end of the day, butterflies have aesthetic, health, ecosystem, economic, educational, intrinsic, and scientific value. Flowers' importance in nature is everywhere. They can feed insects, birds, animals, and humans, provide natural medicines for humans and some animals, and aid in a plant's reproduction by enticing outside pollinators. It is an essential ecological function. Without pollinators, the human race and all of Earth's terrestrial ecosystems would not survive. Over 80% of the world's flowering plants require a pollinator to reproduce. Some plants, such as orchids, do not need soil to grow. They get all of the nutrients from the air. The air we breathe, the ocean produces over half of the world's oxygen and absorbs 50 times more carbon dioxide than our atmosphere. Climate regulation. Covering 70% of the Earth's surface, the ocean transports heat from the equator to the poles, regulating our climate and weather patterns. Why is the ocean so important? The ocean is the heart of the planet, and the deep waters are home to wildlife and some of the biggest creatures on Earth. It provides us with food, jobs, life, entertainment, and sailing. The sea, connected as the world ocean, or simply the ocean, is the body of salty water that covers approximately 71% of the Earth's surface. The word sea is also used to denote second-order sections of the sea, such as the Mediterranean Sea, as well as certain large entirely landlocked saltwater lakes, such as the Caspian Sea. The sea moderates Earth's climate and has important roles in the water cycle, carbon cycle and nitrogen cycle. Humans harnessing and studying the sea have been recorded since ancient times. An evidence well into prehistory while its modern scientific study is called oceanography. The most abundant solid dissolved in seawater is sodium chloride. Other human uses of the sea include trade, travel, mineral extraction, power generation, warfare, and leisure activities such as swimming, sailing, and scuba diving. Many of these activities create marine pollution. Human civilization is literally built on sand. It is the key ingredient for concrete, roads, glass, and even electronics. It is also the most extracted material in the world today, exceeding fossil fuels and biomass.
Every year, over 50 million metric tons of sand are mined around the globe for construction, land reclamation projects, shale gas extraction, and beach renourishment programs have a spike demand for sand, especially in developing countries, and a handful of nations are already running out of it. For instance, Vietnam might run out of the sand as early as 2022. The rest of the world might also face the same issue by 2050, with more than 7 billion people expected to become city dwellers by then, sand is the world's most consumed raw material after water and an essential ingredient to our everyday lives. Sand is the primary substance used in the construction of roads, bridges, high-speed trains and even land regeneration projects. A building or edifice is a structure with a roof and walls standing more or less permanently in one place, such as a house or factory. Buildings come in a variety of sizes, shapes and functions and have been adapted throughout history for a wide number of factors from building materials available to weather conditions, land prices, ground conditions, specific uses and aesthetic reasons. To better understand the term building, compare the list of non-building structures. Heritage buildings add character and distinctiveness to an area. Heritage is a fundamental in creating a sense of place for a community. Adaptive reuse of heritage buildings is an important factor in creating sustainable communities. The heritage places are an excellent local educational resource for people of all ages. There's also some evidence that a full moon can lead to less deep sleep and a delay in entering into REM sleep. In addition, some studies have shown a slight change in cardiovascular conditions during a full moon. Scientists continue to study how the moon influences various psychological and physiological systems. The idea that a full moon can stir up emotions, provoke bizarre behavior, and even cause physical illness isn't just a literary trope. It is a strongly held belief even today. Spider webs are built from silk, which is produced within the body of the spider and pull out of two openings. Spinnerets with the spider's hind legs. Spiders rebuild their webs by eating the silk, then recycling it to make new webs. Webs have multiple purposes, but the most important one is to trap insects for food. It is the female spider who builds the webs. Spider webs can provide to be useful indicators of environmental chemistry. For example, researchers were able to deduce levels of lead and zinc 
in limestone arches in caves in Australia based on the analysis of water-soluble ions in spiderwebs at the sites. Bees have cultural and environmental importance as pollinators and producers of honey and medicinal products. The movement of pollen between plants is necessary for plants to fertilize and reproduce. Both farm and wild bees control the growth and quality of vegetation. When they thrive, so do crops. It is also reported that reducing landscaping activities such as mowing or pruning can help bees by increasing the amount of vegetation available. A solar flare is a sudden flash of increased brightness on the sun, usually observed near its surface and in close proximity to a sunspot group. Powerful flares are often but not always accompanied by a coronal mass ejection. Even the most powerful flares are barely detectable in the total solar irritants, the solar constant. Solar storms emit radiations, exposure to which is harmful to humans and can cause organ damage, radiation sickness and cancer. Most experts state that there is no significant risk to humans on the ground from solar flare. Clouds are masses of condensed water vapor, which are visible signs of atmospheric process at work. Clouds help regulate the Earth's energy balance by reflecting and scattering solar radiation and by absorbing the Earth's infrared radiation. In addition, clouds help redistribute sulfur's heat from the equator toward the poles and return water in the form of precipitation to the oceans and land masses across the globe. Clouds are essential to the Earth's atmosphere system. Clouds help regulate Earth's energy balance by reflecting and scattering solar radiation and by absorbing Earth's infrared energy. Clouds are required for precipitation to occur are an essential part of the hydrologic cycle. Sunrise and sunset represent a short period of time where there are changes in the intensity of light and the color of the key signifying the transition between day and night. It is important to note that sunrise and sunset occur as a result of the Earth's rotation and not the movement of the sun around the Earth. Research shows that sunsets have many psychological effects and enhance the long-lasting satisfaction of, in life, and physical benefits and have been proven to relieve stress. So, next time you're having a rough day, drive to your favorite spot and watch your worries fade away. It gives you a reason to go outside. According to Jacqueline Goldiam, I quote, I have noticed that I knowingly or unknowingly always make the time to snap a photo of the sunset, whether it's walking to my car, looking out the window of my house, or intentionally driving to an area where I can stop and enjoy it.
So, I wanted to share some of my treasurable collection with you. I will always be marvel at the mere fact that you will never experience the same sunset twice. Each and every one is incredibly special in its own unique way. End quote. This conversation includes tangible culture, such as buildings, monuments, landscapes, books, works of art, customs, practices, places, objects, artistic expressions, values, cultural heritage, artifacts, trees, sunrise and sunset, birds, butterflies, flowers, sea, sand, building, moon, spiderweb, bees, a solar flare, and clouds. A Way of Life in Barbados, Volume 2, was captured and framed in 19 chapters in ISBN 978-976-967-68-00 and verbalized in Podcast 125 and e-publication 236.